Welcome to the LFC Podcast, where our mission is to make, deploy, and multiply mature and equipped Christ followers. We're grateful for this opportunity to bring you a message of hope, healing, and life transformation today. Enjoy the message. Well, on the historic monument commemorating the the life of the author Jack London, who wrote the classic White Fang, are these words. I would rather be ashes than dust. I, I would rather my spark burn out in a brilliant blaze than it should be stifled by dry rot. I would rather be a superb meteor, every atom of me in magnificent glow, than be a sleepy and permanent planet. The function of a man is to live, not just to exist. I shall not waste my days trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. You see, to make a difference in this world, you and I have got to discover our God-given purpose. Everybody say purpose. Purpose. That was horrible. Everybody say purpose. Purpose. Your assignment, if you will, and commit yourself 100% to it. Paul did that. He said in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, that my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by my Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. He said, my life is worth nothing unless I accomplish this. And here's what I found out, guys that many start out well, but few finish well. Somewhere in the middle, they get distracted, they get disillusioned, they get desperate, they get disappointed, and thus they never finished what they started. And in Genesis chapter 11, we read about a dude named Terah. Everybody say Terah. He was the father of Abraham. Now, that's not where we get the song, Father, no, he is the father of Abraham. He's his daddy. Everybody say daddy-o. Are y'all awake today? I'm just checking. I'm just checking for it. This, this side's a little bit more noisy. I have a feeling you guys still may be uh, asleep on your omelet that you just had this morning, right? Let's wake up. All right, so he, Terah, was the father of Abraham. And what's interesting is that Terah was a man who only went halfway. God told him to go all the way to Canaan, but he reached a city called Haran. And what did he do? He settled there. He became relaxed He became comfortable. He made up his mind that, ah, the journey really wasn't worth it, worth the effort anymore. I I, I know that I'm only halfway to my destiny, but but you know what? I I don't want to go on on any farther because this is good enough. This, this, This is good enough. I'm just too comfortable. Well, guys, last Sunday, 
we took a very special offering to send ahead of us uh, on our missions trip to El Salvador. And listen, guys, you did not stop halfway. Our goal, listen, our goal was 25,000. That's a tall feat for one offering, right? Our goal was $25,000, but you didn't do that. You did 27. <laughs> you did 27. Come on, let's give God some praise here in the house today. Thank you, Jesus. You see, it could have been very easy to just throw in a couple bucks, grab some, you know, my BGMC change, right? And throw it in. But, and someone might have thought, well, the church can cover the rest. It's all right. But not you. Not only did you complete the task, but you pushed even farther. But imagine Tara, who was Abraham's father. Imagine Tara thinking, you know what, I'll, all the bills are paid. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of stress. There's not really anxiety. You know, that coworker that bothered me, they're gone. They're, you know, I don't, have, I don't have anything to worry about. You know, I, I, I don't have to be stressed out. I really am not in need for pressing faith because I have everything that I need. I'm in a comfortable place and I think it would just be better if I would just camp out here and settle here. But we do it, don't we? Come on, someone talk to me. We do it, don't we? We do it. So many people today, they've settled for less than God's plan. Many of you in this room, you have come so far. God has done so much in your life, but can I tell you, there is much more ahead for you. There's much more. But something in you may say, you know what? Just wait a second. Wait a second. Can we just... Can we just put it in park just for a second and just chillax for a second? That is a real word. You know that? Just chillax for a second. Relax. Kick your feet up. It's all, it's all good. But can I tell you, friends, God is trying to get a hold of our lives and tell us that there is much more. I believe that the Lord is saying to us today at LFC, friends, I have new plans for you. I have new opportunities for you. I have new people for you. I have new places for you. Those plans I want to release in this season of your life because something greater is on the horizon. Can I get an amen? But guys, if we aren't careful, we'll become like Tara. The Bible tells us in Genesis 11 that he came to Haran. He and his sons and his grandkids with him. He came to Haran and he stayed there. And Tara, he died in Haran. Tara is the picture of a man who caught a sense of something more. He caught a sense of something new. But something happened and he stopped along the way and he settled and he never reached the goal. His journey never made it to Canaan, the land of hope. Tara, listen, Tara never reached his place of purpose. 
He never made it to Canaan. He lived and died in Haran. And here's what's interesting. He was only 500 miles shy of Canaan. Our lives, friends, should be more, more about more than just simply living and dying. Can I tell you, God has a marvelous plan in store for all of us if we will only learn to discern his will as we follow his leading, he will bring us to our place of purpose. Friends, can't you see it? Anybody, can you see it? It's just over the horizon. Can you just say that? It's just over the horizon. That was terrible. Look at your neighbor and say, get with it, slick. Let's try that again. It's just over the horizon. There we go. You see, purpose is really just living according to God's plan for your life. When you cut to the chase, purpose is just really living according to God's plan for your life. You become a person of purpose when you realize that God has a plan for your life and a place of purpose for you and your family. But here's the thing. God's plan for your life is not just about you. I just ruined someone's day. I thought, wait a second, I thought it was all about me. God's plan for your life is not just for you. God's plan is for every generation in every single direction. It reaches far beyond our imagination. And here's what's interesting. God's plan is going to outlive you. He's gonna, it's going to outlive all of us. And he is doing things right now, right now to set up your children and your grandchildren for his purposes. God gives you and I purpose, and he also gives us visions. <laughs> he also gives visions from time to time to fulfill that purpose. The journey towards purpose always begins with vision. Everybody say vision. vision. Always begins with vision. Vision is the roadmap. It's the picture of your purpose. It wasn't too long after we arrived at LFC in 2018 that God gave me a vision and he gave it to me through a dream. It impacted me so greatly that when I woke, I had to write it down and begin sharing it with our staff and board and even some of you. vision, I saw a large, beautiful, green piece of property. The grass was more vibrant than usual. Each individual blade was cut to perfection. Nothing stood out. At first, it appeared healthy and full of potential. But all of a sudden, the ground violently collapsed in on itself. The perfectly cut grass was now demolished and diminished. 
The once beautiful field now looked brown and small. I didn't need to ask the Lord what this meant because I just knew it was the true condition of our church. I asked the Lord, why, Lord, why did this happen? And he said, because the roots were too shallow. You see, shallow soils have severe limitations to agricultural use. Plant roots remain confined to a small volume of soil that cannot provide adequate anchorage, water, or nutrients. Well, all of a sudden, seven pillar-like structures with an auger at the base erupted from that diminished, shallow piece of earth, and they begin to drill. Each pillar had a name, LFC Campus, Life at LFC, Grow, Small Groups, People Care, Hospitality, and the Next Generation. As the pillars continued to drill deeper, the ground grew greener and began to expand. The grass wasn't perfect, but it moved as a heaven-weaved quilt over the earth, as if by root and stem, it stood in protection of what really mattered, and its growth seemed to have no end. Can you see it, church? Can you see it? Do you recognize any of those names that were on, on that screen? From the moment that vision took place, we have worked diligently to put things in order, not according to our plans, but according to his dream, according to his vision, and to this day, I want you to look around this room, the faces that you do not even know, the lives who have been changed, the lives who are on a different trajectory than they used to be. Friends, can I tell you, God is up to something big and I want to be a part of it hallelujah to this date 575 people have said yes to Jesus we are making a difference in this community but I believe there's so much more God has called you and me to dig deeper, not just so we can grow numerically, but so we can grow spiritually. Did you hear what was spoken? The grass wasn't perfect, but it moved as a heaven-weaved quilt over the earth, as if by root and stem, it stood in protection of what mattered. Can I ask you this question? What matters, church? What matters? Our children matter. Our grandchildren matter. Souls matter. Eternity matters. Friends, people matter. And you and I are a part of it. A missionary to China said it like this. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Give me, Father, a purpose deep. 
in joy or sorrow thy word to keep. Faithful and true, whatever the strife, pleasing thee in my daily life. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Oh, let my love with fervor burn and from the world now let me turn. Living for thee and thee alone, bringing thee pleasure on thy throne. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. You see, Terah, Abraham's daddy, he heard from God. He got his directives from God. But he died in Haran. He died in comfort. He died surrounded by his family, but he did not make it to the place God told him to go. He didn't make it to Canaan. But God still had a purpose for his family. So let's pick up the story in Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, everybody say Abram. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country and from your family and from your father's house. In other words, your comfort. Get out of your comfort zone, son. And I want, to, I want you to go to a land that I am going to show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And then three words happened. So Abram departed. And that's what I want to present to you quickly today, some observations from this text. And it applies to all of our lives. Number one is this. God calls people. God calls people. And can I tell you, he is calling you just like he called Abraham. It wasn't poverty that drove Abram from his native country. It wasn't persecution. It wasn't wanderlust. His journey to Canaan was instigated by God. In other words, God chose Abraham. In Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 7, it says this, For you, uh, you are the Lord God. You chose Abram and brought him from the Ur of the Chaldeans and renamed him Abraham. God calls people, friends. He chooses them to fulfill his purposes. God called Noah to build the ark. God called Noah to lead his people. God called Esther to save his people. God called Saul, who later became Paul, to write to his people. And he is calling you. Look at your neighbor and say, he's calling you. He's calling you to witness to his people. In Romans chapter 11, we see this right here. For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. If you look at it in the NIV, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. 
If you look at it in the King James, for God's gifts and his call are without repentance. That simply means that he is not sorry that he has given you gifts and he's calling you out by your name. He's not sorry. As a matter of fact, he is doing it on purpose. Why? Because he sees the end of the picture. He knows the plans and we see that according to Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. I got plans. I got big plans for you to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. We have to understand that God calls people. Number two is this. That call God's call is sustained by a promise. Everybody say a promise. Parker says this, great lives are trained by great promises. God never calls men for the purpose of making them less than they are. In other words, when he calls you, he also qualifies you and he also equips you to fulfill that destiny in your life. In other words, God doesn't leave you hanging. He's not gonna leave you out on your own and just say, figure it out for yourself. He has a purpose. And you may be here today, you may be highly educated, You may be highly experienced. You may be very, very talented. But I will tell you this. You will never fulfill God's promises or purposes for your life until you are actually endued with power from on high. God's call is sustained by his promise. And he told the disciples this. I send the promise. Everybody say promise. I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power on high. In other words, wait for me. Wait for me and it will come. We see it in Acts chapter two. They did exactly what he said. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you the transformation was amazing. Absolutely amazing. The apostle Peter, one of the disciples who couldn't even even confessed that he was a follower of Jesus, couldn't even talk to us, little slave girl, couldn't even say anything. Now he rises up because that promise is being fulfilled in his life and now he's speaking before the multitude, he's preaching to them and now 3,000 people get saved. The results were amazing. And the power that they had just received was also their source of strength when they faced hardship and they faced persecution. When they had prayed, the place where they were at was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Can I tell you, this wasn't a one-time experience. It was a lifetime of being filled over and over and over again. They were sustained by the promise. And that promise that Jesus gave to his disciples, I'm telling you, is ready and waiting for you and me today. And someone would say, well, no, 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 that's not right. My, my pastor friend told me, and I looked it up online and Google, we all know that Google is right. 
all the time. I asked Siri and they'll tell you that it's all good. I asked Alexa and they all agree. Inquiring minds want to know that that was, that was for back then. Friends, can I tell you, eh, you've lost the toaster oven. You're wrong. It is for today because Jesus, our God, our Father, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Acts chapter 2, we see it in the last days. Friends, open up your eyes and see where we are living today. We are living right smack dab in the middle of the last days. He says, I'm going to pour my spirit over all people. And your sons and your daughters, they're going to prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I'm going to pour out my spirit on, on them in those days. And they are going to prophesy. You see, when God calls you, he gives you a promise to fulfill that purpose. Amen? Lastly, this is a third quick observation. That call of God is going to require our trust. How many would say in this room, you're a really trusting person? Got a few folks. How many would say you have the gift of skepticism? <laughs> By the way, that's not a gift. <laughs> <laughs> that would be called the gift of discernment. Let's get it all right. God's call requires our trust. A life of implicit trust in God. Abram's first act of faith was followed by a confirmed habit of trustworthiness, of trustfulness. He struck the roots of his soul deep down into the invisible, so Abram departed. He was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. He simply obeyed, not trusting or leaning on his own understanding. He obeyed immediately. He was completely submissive, and he went out, not even knowing where he's going to go, and he didn't even have GPS. That's a horrible feeling. But he was headed out, and he simply followed the Lord's leading. Can I ask you this? When was the last time that you trusted God like that? that you, in the world's eyes, you recklessly abandoned yourself to the call that God has brought you to. Here's what I found, though. Where there is no trust, there's always gonna be resistance. Did you hear that? Where there is no trust, there's gonna be a resistance. Psalm 910 says this, those who know your name trust in you. For you, O oh Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. You see, Abram was 75 years old. He probably wanted to retire. He wanted to play golf every day. He wanted to squish his toes in the white sandy beach, right? He wanted to go eat ice cream every day of his life for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He just wanted to let go. 
But if God would have him to begin the world again now in this old age, you know what, God? I don't get it, but I'll do it. And it all comes down to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. That we have got to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Leaning not on our own. In all of our ways, we are to acknowledge who? And what's he going to do? He's going to make those crooked paths straight. He'll work out the details if we will just simply trust him because where he is taking us is just over the horizon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the message. If you desire to grow deeper in your faith, we want to help you. Text the word GROW to 419-495-6802. You can also stay up to date on everything coming up by checking out limafirst.church and hitting the events tab. Lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future LFC content. We'll see you next time.